In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Put that cheese down. Right? Put that cheese down. Turn down, down. Music. Turn down the music, please. We're getting real artistic today. Over there drinking wine and cheese. Hey, man, first and foremost, I got my dog Clayton English in here. Representing. You already know it, man. Salvador Domingo. Yeah. Buenos dias. Yeah, you know what it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, bro. Hey, man, good to be back. You're doing big things in life. <sighs> I can't even talk about them. I know it. <laughs> but I know it. I can say it to you. You can say it to me. You do it. Say it with your mind. (laughs) Nick. (laughs) (laughs) This text message. Bruh, we got some very dope guests in here with us today on the Black Excellence Spotlight. Bruh, please introduce yourselves to the 85 percenters so they can make sure they got it right. Because this dude named (laughs) crazy as hell. My name is Onaje Henderson. See, when he said that, I was like, say, what name is Orange Juice? <laughs> hey, bring him some Orange Juice. <laughs> Onaje. That's dope, bro. Appreciate it, man. I'm Omari Henderson. Yeah. And we, uh, we're two-thirds of the owners of Zukai Art Gallery here in Atlanta. Love it. 
Yeah, so I'm Carlos. <laughs> I'm one third of the shit that be on this show. <laughs> y'all fans, y'all watch the show. We watch do. it all the so time. So you already know, man. This is this is what we use our platform to highlight dope things that's going on in the community amongst us. And so, man, tell us more about the art business and how y'all got started and all of that. The good background story, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'll start. We. Uh, we uh, got started when we were in college. We uh, we grew up here in Atlanta. See, I was gonna let you start, but you skipped the, you skipped so much. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't told him that's your brother or nothing. All right, yeah, this is my brother. Right. So, Who's uh, the older brother. I'm the oldest. Right. Yeah. So Who's I'm the your oldest. little brother. <laughs> this is my little brother. Little big brother. Everybody big little brother. It's always like that, yeah. ain't it? Yeah. That's yeah. because yeah. your parents get better insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Get better. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. them yeah. last kids, they do like good products. Good medicine. We just had to make it. Yeah. You had to make it when you vote. You got to touch your growth. I'm the smallest person in my family because I'm the only one that was born on public assistance. My mama had a job with the rest of the kids. Brother, like six five, yeah, yeah. some stupid shit. Yeah, baby. He was complete Shaq in the movie. <laughs> the little brother healthy and shit. <laughs> so, so we started. Uh, we grew up here in Atlanta. Uh, grew up in Decatur, right off Keller Road. East and, side, uh, shout out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we went to school. We went to Tuskegee and um, HBCU. Yeah, HBCU, man. So when we got to school. Uh, we both got scholarships to go to college. And when we got scholarships, uh, engineering, we both majored in, I majored in chemical engineering, he majored in mechanical engineering. You see how you skipped so, the whole high school, how y'all was smart and shit? <laughs> we went to McNair. We went to McNair High School. And uh, when we went to college, my dad, who's also an engineer, he's an electrical engineer, and uh, who also went to Tuskegee, so did my mom's family legacy. And so that's uh, dope enough right there yeah. because that, that break down so many stereotypes of what they not saying right. about shit like this. Bro. Right. Your whole family done went to college. Yeah, yeah they yeah, went there yeah. and graduated. My they, kid going to be like, my dad went here. <laughs> <laughs> my dad said he went to fail. <laughs> my son going to be like, this the school you quit? <laughs> Man, you were close, bruh. Bruh, I saw your transcript. <laughs> you was doing it. <laughs> So, uh, so when he, when, uh, when we went to college, we got those scholarships. My dad, who was an artist, decided he was going to quit his full time job and become uh, an artist. He Bro, was shout quit out his to job. your yeah, dad. Yeah. Yeah. So he cool. jumped in. Just to be able to put your dad be like, y'all good. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I can't make That's exactly what he said. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. Nigga, <laughs> like, Bro, I want to paint some shit with my feet. <laughs> I did my job. I've been working 30, so I did my job. So y'all grow. Y'all grow. <laughs> So you straight. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much how it happened. So, uh, so, that's what I'm laughing. Yeah. So, so uh, we, you know, what we did was he started a company then to just kind of sell his work. And yeah. when we graduated, we took over the company to sell his work. Right. And now over time, we started working with other artists. And I'll let you take it from there. Hold up. Let me ask you all this as a group, though. Like. How important was it, like, to go to have that HBCU experience? Oh, man, you can't, you, I don't, man, I don't think you can even put a dollar amount on it. I mean, it, it, to be at an HBCU, to have the support that you have when you're at an HBCU, 
to have the um, the friendships, just all the people you meet while you're there. Like the people that I was roommates with when I started, I talk to them every day now. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't you don't you don't meet people like that along the way. So that the support and they one thing they do at a HBCU man, it ain't easy. No. So they get you ready for. The world, it's so the they get you. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what, what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk to that, bro. I mean, I so when I first got there, I thought I was, you know, you think you're smart, and they be like, "All right, everybody, no calculators for the first two years," you know, <laughs> and it's like we're gonna show you how much math you don't know, yeah. you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, but I, the other thing too is like seeing, you still got everything you see everywhere else. They just happen to be in college, so you still got, you know, folks selling dope, you know, on campus. You got, you got all this other stuff happening. But it's just showing you the, 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 just how wide of a range of black folks we exist in all these spaces. But we all can still be smart. We all can still go to school. Like, you don't have to be a certain way. Uh, whether it's, like, ex-gang members, everything was in the, at, at school. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a black world. Yeah. And I think being around a black world and you're going against all these negative stereotypes that you've heard your entire life about you and how you're not going to survive past. I think when we were growing up, it was past, what, 20? Then it became 25. We're endangered species, all that kind of stuff. And you start seeing all this. And those same people who came, who made, came in that way, they executive companies now. Right. You know what I mean? Because HBCs are spending time with you, too. And uh, they'll make sure you get right. So by the time you leave at the, at the end of that four years, what you used to be is not what you, not, what you are at the end. Yeah, my Man, let them see that dope-ass hoodie you got on, bro. Custodian yeah. <laughs> the culture. What, explain that a little so bit. So one, uh, one of the things we talk about in the gallery um, or just in the art business in general is that we all need to be and have a responsibility to be custodians of our culture. So when we talk about it from an art standpoint, we say that the art that you purchase today, we have a responsibility to collect our culture. Right. So we talk about collecting art and it's our responsibility to collect that to pass it down, to create value in it. It's our responsibility to do that. And we and, and the art's going to outlive all of us. So what's going to happen is it's going to move from generation to generation. It creates generational wealth along the way. It has an intrinsic value because it's going to mean something to you. Okay, like, okay, yeah. I have a question for, as an artist. Yeah. Where did you get your point of view? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as an artist, we all see the world in different shapes and forms. What helped shape your point of view as an artist? <laughs> the thing is, with, uh, you know, with being in this, in this whole space, yes. we, we, we want to take that stigma yes. out of art. Yes. That you have to think that you got to think about it like yes. that. Yes. We want but us to I be... I like it. I like it. <laughs> it's artistic to me. I like we want this. us to be just comfortable with it and make it a part of our daily life. It is. You know, so it is. The the way we kind of cultivate that is we say we all want to be these custodians of culture because while we're here on the planet, we have a, sp- a responsibility to own our culture. Right, right, if right. we don't, we don't pay somebody else to go and see it. That's what's happening so, now. Most yeah. of the stuff you think about when it comes down to people collecting work right now, African American work is not being collected by us, it's being collected by everybody else. So what happens then is that what typically happens in our community in general we create something, then another community goes out, monetizes it, and then sells it back to us. Once they validate it, they'll, yeah. let, they'll tell us it's good. When we created it to begin with, mm-hmm. they sell it back to us, we buy it from them. It's the same thing that's happening in art now, like, too. 
Good stuff, Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then we, and then we'll go by. Then we'll say it is good. Matter of fact, it tastes better since you taste it. Right. Oh, it is. I I saw that a while ago, exactly. but I didn't know it was good. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, let me yeah. ask you about this that though. Y'all crazy. both say y'all have a background in engineering. Like, what was that experience like being a black engineer? You know, it was or a black a, man with it. You know, in yeah, the engineering it, field. In in uh, in school is very. It was very different than when we graduated. So we got out of school and went to work in corporate. And you now you're the only black person. Right. So you go from being where it's like all black people, and now you're the only one. You kind of tr- you're trying to represent for that. And um, but being an engineer in the beginning, and in engineering, like both of our careers while we were working corporate kind of moved away from engineering. You get into more business stuff and stuff later on. But doing that, it was always trying, you still have to go out and you gotta prove yourself because right. you went to a HBCU. You know, people looking at like, can he really do what, you know, can he do what I did? I went to MIT or I went to Georgia Tech. And then people start finding out, you're just as good as they are. Yeah. Even though you went to this school that they didn't, they've never heard of. So it was it, it was one of those experiences where you were prepared, like like being an engineer from Tuskegee, we were prepared for all this stuff. We were prepared for business. We were prepared for that corporate world. And so so it made it it made it easy to get through it. But you still had those hurdles of trying to prove yourself to people along the way in, right. that, in that space. So would y'all say art is considered the family business at this point? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what's up. Definitely. That's what's up. Y'all have kids? You know. Yeah, I got. I, I have three. They artists too. Yeah, the two. That's what you keep that yeah. shit yeah. in the family. Yeah, yeah. Hey, keep that shit in the family, man. Yeah. So tell me more about the gallery, though. The actual. So in like so, we we partnered. So our business partner Troy Taylor, uh, we met him along the way doing exhibitions and things like that. We met Troy, and then we did an exhibition with Troy. Troy already had the gallery. Right. And uh, after the show, it was a successful show. And uh, we, you know, we specifically work with African-American artists, artists of the African diaspora. And so after the show, you know, we were talking back with Troy and Troy's also an engineer. And he was like, you know what? In life is important to do well, but it's more important to do good. I want to do good with y'all. And we formed a company called H&T Art Partners. So we took our, our business at the time, which was Premier Art, and his business, Zukai Gallery, created H&T Art Partners. And then we all became business partners inside the gallery. And now but, we're the largest African-American art gallery in the Southeast. Let me ask you this. That's yeah. When you say it was a su- successful show, what does that mean for the people who don't know what it so means? So when we say we talk a- success now, I'm, just, I'm talking about straight money, like sales. Like, we know we sell work. So because when we first started all this, like, when we were going out, you know, we, when we first started, we were using our corporate dollars to rent out gallery spaces. we say, look, give us three days. We'd be up in Buckhead. We'd be up... Uh, Miami Circle, those areas over there, we take a gallery. We say, look, if you take down all your stuff, how much would it cost us to have your gallery for three days? We go in there that first day and hang a show. And then we would invite all our friends. At the time, we were in our 20s, right? So like 25, 26 years old, nobody was talking to us, though. We all had money. You know, we already bought our first houses, all that kind of stuff. And nobody was talking to us about this stuff. You go into a gallery, nobody even speak to you. So it's like, well, we know who our market is. It's us. Right. And can't nobody talk to us like us. So we started selling work in that one weekend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. artwork, artwork. Yeah. <laughs> it's artwork. That's artwork. artwork. You right? That's hey, artwork. but you know, you can use drugs in art as long as it's, it's art. <laughs> you can paint with cocaine. 
Long as it's not a cocaine-based paint. <laughs> <laughs> we that painting ain't gonna last long. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna have, have to put that bitch in a thick ass. Bro, let me ask you this. <laughs> this on some black man shit. What's some of the coldest art you have seen? That the world should have, that you think the world should have seen. Is it like one piece that you'd be like, I can't believe there was only one of them? Well, you know, because it's, everything is one of a kind, well, that happens all the time, you know, in the gallery. And you always find something that you love. We got, um, I mean, a lot of artists in there now. My, my biggest thing is we try to pull in work that I think at this point other people are gonna like and buy. So, like, the average price point in the gallery ranges anywhere from about $1,500 up to about $40,000. Uh, right now, that's currently on the walls. And so it's a range of it. So what we want to do is just normalize the price of it in general, and the value of it in general. Right. So we have clients come in and saying, like, you know, if you first look at something, you say, ooh, that's expensive. You're basing off the fact that you may not just be familiar with it. So it's almost like if you go and look, if you go to the store tomorrow, you go to Walmart, you can buy a purse, or you can go to Louis Vuitton and buy a purse. They're both purses, but it costs way different, right? right? So what we do is we'll come in and just by normalizing, I mean, somebody comes in and says that paint is expensive. And I might say, you got on a $4,000 handbag. Is this painting really expensive? It's cheaper than that handbag. It's going to outlive that handbag. You may not have a handbag next year. And so the idea behind it is that it's not saying don't do what you already do. We're just saying consider this also. And we got to start caring more about our car. We're like, like the fact that we got to even be told to care about our own stuff. Right. That's part of the problem, right? So, like, how do we fix that part of it? How would an artist submit something to to you? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what's so, that? What's that process? So, an artist, the way the Ooh, way it works. Artists, yeah. yeah. So, on our website, you can go and submit zukaigallery.com. You can. There's an artist submission form on there, and you can go and submit your work. We ask for two or three pieces from you, a bio, and then we'll re we review those over time and then figure out kind of who we want to work with. We also look for artists all the time. So we'll be on Instagram or wherever looking for artists that we can bring in to the space. Some. And so- um, I don't know what you call art. <laughs> hey man, my art, man, my view is very long with the range when it comes to art. You know, and, and the thing is, we look for a lot of, um, we look for a few things. One, we look at the artists and what materials they're using. We want to make sure that they're using stuff that's archival because we're talking about this stuff lasting forever. Right. So if you got house paint on a piece of plywood, that might not, that might not necessarily live forever. Right. It could be and dope. So it, it, it might be a dope work. piece. Yeah. Yeah. But it might not necessarily. You so, did say you had some $1,500 shit. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. Don't, don't talk about that. Shit, I might just stay up in the front part with the $1,500 shit. I'm like, this is nice enough. I, I, I like the $1,500. Don't buy that shit. Your I'm man. not going back don't to buy the $40,000 I don't understand yet. I'm going to tell you. I got to buy two or your three of Your paint's going to have bed bugs. Your paint's going to have bed bugs for that three and under. Now it's going to be small. I'm going to have and shit. The keychains. I like that kind of art. You don't do no little shit. You ain't got no mugs. You ain't got no stickers. Bro, you ain't got no mugs. What about a tumbler? Like a four by six. Do y'all ever have problems with like older people, like aunties and shit coming in there? Ma'am, you can't take pictures of this. I'm sorry, baby, I didn't mean to. <laughs> 
We want everybody to take it. We want you to post it on Instagram. Really? Everybody. Oh, yeah. We have we everybody come in and take pictures. Yeah, all no, that, please. Yeah. I've, been, I've been to art galleries where you weren't supposed to take pictures. Yeah. And yeah. My, my Instagram picture is me in front of Basquiat that I wasn't supposed to take. Yeah. <laughs> I told my brother, like, <laughs> But you know wrong with that. Well, the thing is, when we talk about the experience we're trying to create in the gallery, what we're trying to do is create something that's different from those art galleries like you talking about. Yeah, because so they make it stuffy. Yeah, and, 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 and from what that. I hear is all hype to get the price up. They yeah. pushing certain shit because they want, it's not, it's not the it's not the people. Making but it was it. crazy though. Anybody can push the price up. That's why we got more get more black people involved in it. Because right now they're even, they're even telling us now who's the popular black artist. Because what they're doing is they're going to the auction. Telling me. Yeah. <laughs> telling me, bro. Man, we got some rare Carlos Miller shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> This shit is exhilarating. And you know what, though? That's all it really takes for a lot of them. What they do is they'll get a writer, the museum. Right now, we ain't in control of it. That's yeah. the thing. We got to be in control of it. Yeah, I saw the shit on Netflix about them selling the fake art. Yeah. And they sold 80 million worth of fake art. They had a dude that could do all these art styles. Yep. And these people was just buying it like... It's on tour, it's going to places, and it's like, man, this shit. He was is... making fakes, yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. yeah, that yep. happens, that, that can happen. I mean, so is that's one of the things that's in the in the art world is just not regulated. Bro, have and you so, seen some of that Michael Jackson art? <laughs> so what you mean, Michael Jackson? Like, <laughs> the shit that he, he did. No, no, I have not seen it. No. See, I thought she was deep in the <laughs> Bro, Michael Jackson an artist, man. Like I believe a, it. Like you've seen some Swiss B shit? Yeah, I've seen Swiss B. Yeah, yeah. I've seen his collection. Yeah, collection yeah. Yeah. No, the shit he did. I've I seen, um, I hadn't seen any specific pieces that he did. I know he's a big collector, though. I unfollowed this nigga. He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I had to unfollow this dude. He, his life is too great, man. Yeah, I follow him, because, yeah. I unfollow him. I don't need to see <laughs> all of that, bro. Yeah. So we got some prominent collectors in the culture. Yeah, got like Swiss beats. Yeah, Jay Z, of course. Yeah. tell you he got forty million in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Coach K. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, Coach he K. Coach K. Here in the city. He told yeah. Blue to lean on it because she owned it. <laughs> Blue just won a Grammy. I'd have got a woman. <laughs> Get your ass off that goddamn! And it don't even be the it just be the black Jesus picture. <laughs> ass woman for sitting on the couch with some plastic on it. <laughs> go to that room. Up. Go in that room you ain't supposed to go in. Yeah. That was art. With that's the lines. Exactly. Bro, give me some art game right quick. What's some of your favorite pieces? Like historical art pieces. Give me some of that game. I know you got it because you went to school on a scholarship. <laughs> You know, in, in terms of like what I like, I like a lot of um, the the artists that we carry are the ones that I'm really st I'm collecting right now. Right. So it's about it changes over time. You know, you collect different stuff at different periods in your life. Um, but if I if I look historically, um, like Charles White is an artist that's one of my favorite artists. Um, and um, this stuff going for hundreds of thousands now. Yeah, yeah give us yeah, some. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Give us some some so artists, black people to look up. So, so long, let me like, say mine. Just so before, I, only ones I really know. Um, Radcliffe Bailey. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hebrew Brantley. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brandon English. That's my brother. You know why we <laughs> adding value? We gonna add value. So 
But yeah, that's, okay. Not, not give, that's all I know now, really. That I can think off the top of the head. You got, but uh, even here in Atlanta, you got Charlie Palmer, you got uh, Jerry Lynn uh, out of Texas, you got Alfred Conte. Uh, That's a got, dope ass name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He sound like the plug. He's, he's dope artist. You've stolen too. money from Apple the country. <laughs> There's consequences. Country got to hell. Yeah, Charlotte Riley Will. Aaron Henderson. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, just yeah, that's your daddy. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't leave the family out. I didn't see this. There's some. There's some to work in his in this yeah, book. So yeah. My, my father, Let me see it. From a historical standpoint, my father took a did an entire series based on the lyrics of Negro spirituals. Because he was asking the question of who made these songs. And if you think about it, most people made the songs where... They never age, got the credit never, for it. Is. Right, but a lot of it was under 30 years old. And they created the whole base of all American music. And we never even talk about those people. So he did about 70 paintings. They're all about five, about, uh, five feet by six feet. Huge paintings. And what he did was he created a book about the work. And so... Man, this shit dope. Uh, those paintings are huge. And, and, and each piece talks about the song and... And just ingenuity behind it all. You may have never left a ten mile radius, and you still. That's, it was funny. He's everybody from uh, from neighbors. So that's my homeboy Chris who posted that piece. Wow. Bro, I thought that was real slick. Man, nah, that was a, play too much. That was a picture in the backyard. What's the so, What's the thing called? The complete of all his work, the prominence, or what's it called? The provenance? The provenance. So the, 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 why are you, you know, know it? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I fuck with him, bro. My dog know I don't give a shit. He know what type of wine to bring to the center. That's he all, know, I, I, I want to make sure I get it right, because yeah. I'm going to go in there, bitch. I want to see the provenance. <laughs> Clayton English know what a set for is, man. So, the provenance is like the birth certificate of the painting. So every time you buy a, a piece, an original work of art, you want to make sure you get the, bur- the uh, provenance, because what that does is that proves that you, that you got it. It proves that you, what you paid for it, it shows the materials, the artists, all of that. Right. So that's where the value is. It's in that piece of paper. Because you right. had that paper. Like, yeah. That's like if you had a Picasso and you had a paperwork on it, the the estate can be like that's not real. Yeah, and it could be worth three hundred million dollars. But yeah, that's what they did with my Picasso. Believe it or not, just check that out. That's dope. <laughs> so we published that it's book hard. last year one because that story just needs to be told. You know, right. we need to tell the story. Where can it be who picked up? Purchased uh, on our website, zukaigallery.com. Hold on, hold on, say it one more time. Zukaigallery.com. Z-u-c-o-t gallery.com. <laughs> And uh, but the story itself just it, of of those slave poets has to be told. It's, yeah. it's like and so what we did in a book is he created what you'll see is you'll see the song on one page and you see the piece on the next page. So the songs are songs we all know, like Wade in the Water. And what he's doing is he's talking about the true meaning in those songs and what the messages that were yeah. in them and why they sang them when they sang Yeah, because they was like, Wade in the water, and they was like, it's a nigga named Wade. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, My cousin. He they was asking that. where he was. Wade. Where's Wade? In the water. <laughs> Wade in the water, children. <laughs> God gonna trouble the water. But y'all know the song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you think about it, they couldn't read or write, so the song survived all this time, and we're the descendants what if of the that's people that survived. All 
What if all the slaves knew how to read and write? I know what it is. As soon as they got out of work, now look, you got to learn how to read. Crazy. Don't, don't tell be. nobody. That probably is true. Crazy part is. Once they find out you know how to read. You, you know. A lot of them white people couldn't read. That's the thing. Are you reading? <laughs> what does this say? <laughs> Oh, oh, I thought it said no caffeine. <laughs> Get out of here before I can whip you. <laughs> what if you was a house slave and you master getting ready to go to bed and he know you know how to read, but he ain't said shit like, come here. <clears throat> read me a bedtime. <laughs> I, I, read me a bedtime. <laughs> Make it up. <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to figure it out. <laughs> read it aloud. Read aloud. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Ready when you are. But that's dope. We don't get, we don't get talked about.
And really, that's the foundation for music. American music is all black music. Yeah, it's all okay. Gospel, everything that. came from that. Came from yeah, all that. Yeah, then yeah. rock, rap, everything else came from. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about it, every, all the artists in that tell, tell different stories. You got another guy, Horace and Hotel, who does more modern stuff, right? Like, you know, talks about now. But my whole thing is that it all connects back and it's telling our story. But you go to a lot of these white galleries, there'd be some, somebody in there telling our story, Bro, telling it wrong. That's what makes yeah. me so mad about being black. We don't never get to make up none of our history. Nope. It's always told to us. Bro, white people will make up some history and then make a whole fucking show about it. And we believe it. We'll watch it. And believe everything they say. Bro, we got to start making up shit. <laughs> like we can separate it from the real shit, but man, we can make our shit a little better too, man. White people history look like Star Wars and shit. We can tell no bad parts. I remember when it first started, Neo showed up, <laughs> and we fought our way to the future. They did do that with George Washington. He never told a lie. <laughs> never yeah, told yeah. a lie. He had wooden teeth. Yeah. Yeah. He had Negro teeth. He had human teeth in his mouth. Yeah. Taken out of Negro mouths. Yeah. Hey, he never, he didn't tell his lies directly, though. He had people to lie for him, so. <laughs> Shit, that was a man with a wig on. Nigga, you're lying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that goes for anybody at home, too. I wish I could just go back in time just to hear a nigga disagree with that. That's the lionest motherfucker I ever <laughs> <laughs> we don't goddamn hire me. Then time to get paid. <laughs> he don't want a goddamn. The lionest. Oh, that's the lionest motherfucker you ever wanted to see. <laughs> Same story told now. <laughs> hey, that's why they only gonna put him on the quarter, because he only tell a little bit of the truth. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> we ain't shit. But we artistic, though. Bro, you got some artistic shit you can play? Some futuristic art. Like, like, just imagine we at the art gallery, and we've been there for about an hour, the wine kicking in. <laughs> Your girl, look, uh, slip keeps slipping down. Titty about to pop out. But she a little tips out the wine. She keep grabbing this part of her shirt. I don't know why they don't never wear a bra to the art gallery. Then it seemed like your girl lose weight when she started drinking wine. Her clothes start fitting funny. Nipple keeps slipping she out. Like, look, I, <laughs> why are you slipping? Why are you slippery? <laughs> it's drinking. Oh, that dress wasn't that damn big when we left the house. You're walking on it. <laughs> okay, that's stupid. We, this has nothing to do with art, but I like it. <laughs> it's art. <laughs> this is what we gonna play it together? <laughs> Bro, what type of shit would like, at what occasion would this, would this be playing in the gallery? Ah! <laughs> 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 Yeah, this is all about uplifting <laughs> black people, don't you? Don't you? Do about this is different. Hey, that shit he was just playing is like, Prince was like, leave that for J-O-N. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> right, go back to that shit, go back. Hey, I want to leave a little gift. <laughs> so, what do you think about the beat? Do you like it? <laughs> yeah, it's cool, slave. <laughs> you can have it. If you look to your left, you'll see a rare black Michelangelo. <laughs> Only one of one. It's for sale, but it's not for sale. <laughs> We stole it back from a colonizer. <laughs> keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. So don't, don't touch that. Raffaello. From the largest art gallery in the southeast. 
Keep walking, keep walking. We have a portrait of Madame Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> from an artist from the east side, under Kate. It's a one of one piece. We call it The View. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. We'll open up the bins at $1,500. Shut up, bro. This is a $40,000 piece, but we want to get rid of it to make room in the collection. Keep walking, keep walking. Keep walking. We're going to stop and get some more wine. Feel free to mingle about as we commence the walking of the gallery. Y'all ever need a nigga to do that? Yeah, I would take your ass You high. I would take the hat off and be bald headed. Come on, carry on. We're going to walk around and see some rare pieces today. Some of my real partners <laughs> from the Swartz. It's an artistic piece. Three little girls walking to the store. Candy Lady Shorty. <laughs> Gonna open up the bins on Candy Lady Shorty. 5,000. You 5,000 in the back, please. <laughs> Keep walking. Keep That's walking. a good name yes, for a piece. Yes, there you go. Candy Lady yes that Cadillac is for sale. Keep walking. Painted on the west side. This is titled My Partner Them. And this is the rare Cadillac 1977. Owned by Rick James. Yes, that is gold. Interior, that is real gold. We're going to open up the bids at $75,000. Rick James Cadillac going once. It's some Atlanta art need to be captured, though. Oh, like my God. Some local shit. It's always yeah, more, it's yeah. more Atlanta artists, I think, than anything. Feel free, Shorty. Smoke in the gallery. Yes, please roll up. Please roll up. Keep walking. <laughs> shorty folk, you're more than welcome, Shorty folk. Come on, Shorty folk. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go have some refreshments. Quick comedy set for my man. You know him and you love him. Shorty, shorty. <laughs> no, that's enough. That's I'm through being artistic, bro. I know. I'm sorry. When y'all want to do something, bro, we need a nice space where we can hang some of our fan art and do our own little uh, gallery, bro. Yeah, we, we need can. to collab with y'all. Yeah, we ain't going to waste y'all time. Nah, we can but just keep in mind, we, we do shop in the $1,500 section. <laughs> <laughs> we so can. we might not be able to get the whole gallery. Can we get a wall and just I put a lot of shit on one wall? I go up the two. And he know what the shit, the receipt called too, so that shit. <laughs> yeah, he got to make sure You know he's sitting there describing, I'm like, nigga, receipt. <laughs> this nigga will come back, I'm be like, where the provenance? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, you didn't get the provenance. Let me see the motherfucking problem. <laughs> what the problem is that? Give me the goddamn bill of sale. <laughs> where the pink slip? <laughs> so you mean to tell me that JJ didn't paint this? <laughs> this ain't an authentic good time. Okay, oh, all right. Mm -hmm. Hell no. All right, man. Oh, man. Well, look, let them know where they can find y'all online and all of those good things. So we're well, we're located in Castleberry. Uh, Actually, it's far from here. Uh, and uh, online, uh, the website zukatgallery.com. Z u c o t. We love that, yeah, yeah. Zucot Gallery, Z-U-C-O-T Gallery.com. You can also see some of the work that we have and some of the events that we do. This is a real coffee Instagram. table book. It is. That, that you can learn something. A lot of times, coffee table books be on some bullshit. Yeah. They just show you windows right. or doors or some dumb shit, but this shit, I like this. Right. I'm getting this. I like, like when I'm at my coffee table, I actually drink coffee on it. There's no need to have a coffee table that you're not drinking coffee on. You ain't never put no, if you ain't got no little coffee rings, I mean, if you have a living room table, that's fine. But if you go out and, and you look at your motherfucking provolone and that bitch say coffee table, 
If the Providence say coffee table, <laughs> hey, what? make sure you drink some coffee on that bitch. How much would I get for a red four-eyes sticker <laughs> that I peeled off the back of the side? <laughs> Cause that's it. It's that's, rare though, right? That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it lasts. See your four eyes buy it back from you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey man. Well look, we appreciate y'all coming through and updating us on what's going on in the art world. And shit, one day I'm gonna get me some. Come see us. Man. I want a rare Michelangelo. You gonna get that from us though. Uh, <laughs> you ain't gonna get that from. I've been. You gonna have to talk to the Pope. <laughs> I been wanting to ask somebody in the art business though. It's like, how valuable is just like a titty picture? Depend on who painted it. There you go. And who, and who bought it? <laughs> and who bought it? Okay, I, I get. That's the research I want to know. I want to know the most one. expensive picture with somebody titty. I give you one. What if it's the original Andre 3000 AT alias? Painting with the titties out in the in the green they light the on. Cover, the yeah, but cover. it's the actual painting and it's done by him. You know, it because it's done by him, it will be worth something. Like I like art, how you think. So the the he the, too realistic. <laughs> There's no value in that. <laughs> <laughs> keep walking, keep walking. <laughs> because it was done by, but like you like you were saying, like if it's just a who the art whoever painted it actually creates the value in it. Whoever painted and who collected it. Yeah. So if it's sit, if it's a painting that's sitting in an entertainer's collection, it'll be worth more than if it's just sitting in somebody else's collection. Could be they they can increase the value. Then when you take it, when you have it as a collector and you take it to an auction, it creates value. This was owned by James Brown. Business. I've been holding out on you. <clears throat> I own some art. It's a yeah. picture of me and Rick James. He got his hand over my shoulder like he's telling me, "Keep doing your thing." It's valuable to me. <laughs> Favorite piece of art I ever had. Besides that piece right there, that shit cold. That is cold. That could yeah. go, that could go in the fifteen hundred dollars section. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. But it's, it's that's just what we. If they don't meet the reserve. Marvin Gaye. We, that's not for sale. <laughs> keep you're not walking, selling. Keep <laughs> you ain't selling the Marvin Gaye, Bruh. But you'll sell that. I said that we could we could probably work something out. <laughs> I know the artist been wanting to get into a bigger form. My partner did that. Okay. He's an artist and a barber and a, and he do album covers and okay. I think he's an engineer or something. I don't know. <laughs> he might be. Though. He's just trying to relate. Everybody engineer. <laughs> he do software and, and stuff of that nature. I know a lot of people. But now that we got the art plug, so you like that one. You see that? <laughs> J-O-N, he back in. Yeah, but now we plugged in in the art. We got the t-shirts. This is my one, though. They could be also purchased online, too, because we said, you know, people, like, a lot of people, that's how they I like that material. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is the one. Y'all got a hit right here. Custodian of culture. It's in our custody. Come on, man. We got to keep it. Yeah, hey, yeah. Check the program yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. How do artists give the galleries make money off commissions yeah, from yeah. selling the art? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. So we, That's what the I'm artist about. comes in, we sign a contract with the artist, and um, we know, invest in them. We invest in them. We, right. we do all marketing. We handle gotta, that. Gotta we pay that gallery fee. Travel. All that kind of Hanging stuff. Hanging feet. Right? So, yeah. yeah. Storage feet. <laughs> Shipping that. feet. All that. Feet yeah. feet. Mortgage. And it costs money. <laughs> when you start selling expensive things, it costs money to sell. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're taking people out to dinner, whatever you got to do to sell. 
or traveling around trying to get stuff moved, all that stuff costs. I love how y'all came on here and let everybody know that everybody was welcome at the art gallery and in the art world, man. So that's big for the culture, and we appreciate y'all coming through, man, showing that. Thanks for having us, man. I'm going. We're going to the art gallery. Get your wig together. <laughs> 85 South Show, the coolest podcast. Appreciate yeah, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank y'all. Appreciate you, man. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions. Real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.